so good to be here. And how many are blessed one more time to be here in the park worshiping the Lord? And there's so many folks that we want to thank for coming on out and supporting our very first service in the park. Our very first service here in the park at Remnick Church. And we have folks from all the way from Madeira in the house. We have Acelia in the house. And we have the Remnant, Remnant Church right here in the house. Fresno Church out here as well. Godly. Good to see my good friend Aldo and his wife Monica over there. Thank you for joining us. So many folks to thank for coming on out, but we're just really blessed to have you all here worshiping Jesus today. And hopefully you brought your Bible today, and I want you to turn to the book of Habakkuk, the first chapter. I'd like to speak to you on the subject Where are you, God? And I believe in this season that many of us are facing, we could ask the question, where are you, God? When you begin to think about Habakkuk, when you begin to think about he lived and wrote about 600 years before the birth of Jesus Christ, and he was a prophet of God, but a different type of prophet. When you think about prophets, prophets speak to the people on the behalf of God. But Habakkuk was a different type of prophet. Habakkuk was a prophet that he didn't speak on the behalf of God. But what Habakkuk did is that he spoke on the behalf of the people because he didn't like what God was doing and what he was seeing. And as I begin to think about our season and I think about the season that we're in in our church, I know for myself, my wife, Pastor Danny, Sister Sabrina, we have had prophecies that have been spoken over our lives where people have prayed to God and said, God, what's taking place in this season? And they have brought Life that have brought prophecies over us that God would, had his hand over our lives. And when I begin to think about Habakkuk and I think about what we're facing as a church and what you're facing in life today, some of you are here today and you have a sickness and you say, okay, God, why haven't you healed me? Some of you are here in the park and you're saying your marriage is, you know, on the rocks and you're like, okay, when is this going to get better you begin to ask God, are you ever going to, are you ever going to solve this issue in my marriage? And some of you are here today, you're crying out for your children and you're saying, God, is my children ever going to come to see you? Is my children ever going to come to know you? When you begin to think about Habakkuk, Habakkuk asks the question, why doesn't it seem fair, God, of what is taking place? 
Have you ever been in that season where you begin to think and you say to God, it doesn't seem fair what I'm going through? Have you ever been there before? Is there anybody? Am I the only one? I don't want to preach just to one person. That's me. But I, I need to make sure that I'm preaching to a church here. Have you ever been in a season where you ask yourself, am I the only one going through what I'm going through? Am I the only one facing a difficult situation in my life? Verse 1, he, he says he receives a prophecy. Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 2, I love what it says. He says, how long, Lord, must I call for help, but you don't, do not listen? Or you, or cry out to you with violence, but you do not save me? Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Father, we come before you today, God. We thank you for the folks that are here today. We thank you for the people that are here. I pray that you open up our hearts and our minds to receive from your word today, God. We give you all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' name we say, amen and amen. What I love about Habakkuk is this, is that he is real. What I love about Habakkuk is that he begins to tell God, what he feels for the people. Habakkuk, the name Habakkuk means uh, embrace and into to wrestle. Habakkuk is doing everything that he can do to embrace who he knows who God is. But because what he sees doesn't line up uh, what he believes and he's wrestling with God. And this, he has this embrace in this wrestle. Have you ever just cried out in your prayer closet and it felt like you were wrestling with God? You're wrestling back and forth between uh, what you believe, what you stand for, the faith that you have. And you're beginning to wrestle with God and saying, God, I know who you are, God. I know what you can do. I've seen you do it time and time again. But God, as I'm praying, as I'm seeking your name, why does it feel like my prayers are, are just bouncing off of the wall? Why does it feel like my prayers are not hitting the, the mountaintop, God? Uh, and have you ever been there in that season? I think about the season that many of us face. I love the honesty that Habakkuk questions. He says, how long must I cry? How long must I cry? How long must I cry to be able to feel that you're with me? How long must I cry in order to feel that you are doing something in the background? In life, sometimes you lose jobs. Sometimes you lose a marriage. You try everything and everything that you can do. And when you think things are getting better, things begin to get worse. Have you ever been there before? Maybe you've tasted this, this 
bitterness of injustice uh, in first hand. And you begin to think and say, okay, I did everything that I could to raise my kids right. Uh, but man, the, the more that I look at my kids, the more that, that they rebel uh, and the more that they get uh, behind. Uh, and, the, and you begin to think about this and perhaps you poured everything uh, into your marriage, uh, all of this uh, experience. Uh, and then you begin to think about all that, the, that you look at your marriage and say, okay, it's not getting better. All we do is fight even more. You ever have that season where you begin to say, okay, I'm going to pay all of my debts down, but your car breaks down. You ever have that season where you, you feel that, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get all rid of my credit cards, and all of a sudden you lose your job, and you're like, okay, now i got to use my credit cards again. You're devastated. You're broken. You're alone. And it doesn't matter what your circumstance is. Uh, sooner or later, we experience uh, this, this, this hard uh, 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 um, um, blows against our guts where you, you feel like someone kicked you. You feel like someone sucker punched you in the chin. Uh, and you begin to say, God, uh, how long must I face this battle? Uh, how long must I face what I'm going through? Uh, but I want you to know... Uh, a little something that I know uh, that the God that I've been serving uh, my entire life uh, that there is a reason why we face what we go through. There is a reason uh, why we go through what we go through. Uh, the God that we serve uh, will never leave you uh, nor forsake you. Uh, he is with you. Uh, he's right by your side. Uh, he does hear your cry. Uh, he does hear what you're going through. Uh, but there's just a season that we have to go through in our lives in order to see the great blessings and the great rewards that God wants us to see. Things only seem to get worse. Your heart begins to be battered with bruises and your soul is scarred and scabbed with disappointment and sadness. You're numb with rage and paralyzed with grief. And you wonder, does, doesn't God even care of what's taking place in, the, in our country? Does God even care? When is he going to wipe away this coronavirus? When is he going to take it away? I mean, people are fighting amongst each other. People can't get along with anybody. God, can't you just go ahead and snap your fingers? God, can't you just go ahead and just even blink, blink, and just take care of this coronavirus? You ever been there? Have you ever just even thought about that? You wonder and say, God, you think about these examples and it makes you mad because sometimes you think like, man, is there anything ever going to get better in life? 2020 has been a roller coaster for everyone, hasn't it? I mean, we thought 2020 would be the best year, a new decade. I mean, when just, man, godly. But you know, I've, I've learned in new years and as well as new decades, what month are we in? What? October. Some said September. Some are still sucking September. That's how messed up we are. We don't even know what month it is. You know what I thought about this? October, the year's not over. 
That means our great blessing and our great reward can happen in the month of December. You all don't know. It's not over. When you think about Habakkuk, verse 3, it says, why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? destructive and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict. Therefore, the laws is paralyzing and justice never prevails. In other words, God, I don't really think that you, you know what you're doing up there. Have you ever questioned God and saying, God, are you doing your job right? Am I the only rebel that has ever questioned God? Come on. Hebekah's problem with God is you don't seem to really care, God. You're allowing suffering and all these things. He says to God, uh, you aren't doing much when you should. You could be doing much. You have the power. You hold everything, but you're not doing it. He says to God, uh, what you are doing doesn't seem fair. Have any of you could just be honest with me? Have you ever been there? Are you there? Often when we want God to do something, the solution wouldn't require much of him because we know that just by a quick nod and by him just answering it, he could just wipe it all away. But where sometimes you just want to know, you want to know if God is even paying attention. It's like a marriage. Us men, we, we have the tendency of, of doing more than just listening to our wives. Can the wives agree with me? You're talking to your husband, but the husband is, is watching TV, and, and the wife says, are you listening to me? And, and he says, yes, I, I am, but he doesn't got the full attention, right? I mean, he's paying attention more to the Laker game versus uh, what's about to take place. Right. That's right, Lakers. Sorry, Sacramento fans. <laughs> Sometimes you begin to think and say, God, are you even listening to me? God, are you even paying attention to me? Here's the question, and you ask the question, is it wrong to ask God questions? Is it wrong to ask God these types of questions? Because you're like, man, am I really rebelling against God? Am I really being a, a, a rebel by asking God these questions? No, you're okay. About one-third of the book of Psalms are, are cries out to God about pain, uh, songs that we sing, uh, songs that we begin to read. Uh, I mean, the book of uh, the authors of Lamentation and Ecclesiastics and Jeremiah and Job, uh, they express their confusion of what appears uh, uh, to be injustice, uh, suffering, uh, and Jesus, uh, the God that we serve, uh, Jesus on the cross, uh, he was there on the cross uh, between two thieves, uh, and he began to cry out and say, God, my God, my God, uh, why have you forsaken me? Uh, so I'm here today to tell you uh, it is okay to question God. Uh, 
it's okay to pray out to God and to cry and say, God, uh, here is my life. Uh, I gave you all of these years. Uh, God, can you just please uh, touch me a little bit, God? Uh, God, uh, I'm here crying on my knees. Uh, I'm here today to tell you uh, many of us in this park right now, we need to come to the altar at the end of this and say, God, uh, my God, my God, uh, I'm here as a servant. Uh, I know that you love me. I know that you care about me. But God, uh, I'm giving you everything that I have. It's okay. Jesus, you think about Jesus. Life wasn't fair to Jesus. He was the perfect in every way. He was perfect in every way. Jesus uh, loved the unlovable, uh, healed the hurting, uh, cared for the outcast, uh, touched the untouchable. Uh, and if you begin to look through his story uh, uh, from God's uh, point, uh, Jesus could have made, uh, uh, I mean, Jesus, uh, I mean, he was just that lovable person. And sometimes in our lives you think, uh, I couldn't even hurt a fly and I'm getting blamed for something? God, can I go there? Jesus understood what it felt like to even be separated from his father just for a second. It wasn't fair that Jesus had to be whipped, mocked, beaten. It wasn't fair that the Romans guard drove uh, st uh, drove nails uh, through his wrists and through his ankles, uh, hanging there, uh, crying out to God. So when you heard, when you questioned, when you were bruised uh, out in the, the righteousness, confused uh, or angered, uh, I'm here today to tell you uh, that our God understands uh, what you're facing. Uh, he understands what you're facing in your life. Uh, he understands uh, the emotion uh, roller coaster that you're going through. He understands the pain. He understands uh, all of the weeps that you're going through. And most of us know what it's like uh, to be at the mountaintop experience uh, because all of us here love to be at the mountaintop. Uh, we love to dance at the mountaintop. Uh, we love uh, the mountaintop experience. Uh, and for many of us, uh, this is how we became Christians uh, in the first place. Uh, this amazing experience uh, of God's presence, uh, getting goosebumps uh, and having that sense of love, his grace and his power and his mercy, uh, but as you begin again to, to serve God a little bit longer, uh, you feel yourself, you're not at the mountaintop, uh, but you're in the valley, uh, and some of us right here are in the valley, uh, but I'm here today to tell you uh, that God is in the valley with you. Uh, he's right beside you. Uh, he's right there uh, next to you, uh, and what I love about God uh, is that God uh, is with you in the middle, uh, in the beginning and the end uh, and right now it may feel like you're in the middle uh, but it's okay if you're in the middle uh, because if you're in the middle of a situation uh, you can look back uh, where you started uh, and say God uh, thank be to God uh, that I'm not where I started uh, but I'm halfway closer to you I promised myself this morning that I wasn't going to shout You were in the mountaintop. 
She said, that's all right. And now you're down in the valley. In moments, faith seems like, like you, you think about it, it's like, are you ever going to heal my body? Are you ever going to give me the job? Sometimes the pain is so intense that all you can think about is relief. Everything that you just want, uh, it stops because uh, immediate hurt, extreme. Some of you are hurt. Some of you are wounded. And it doesn't feel good to be hurt. And the way that true intimacy, I want you to listen to me on this. The way to true intimacy with God is not to live on the mountaintop. But it's to get to know his faithfulness in the valley. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil uh, because our God is with us. Uh, there is comfort uh, in God in the valley. Uh, somebody needs to give God a big shout of praise and glory uh, because if you're in the valley, uh, God is with us. Hebekah says, God, this doesn't seem fair. I don't understand. Guess what God does? Guess what God does? He reaches out to us. He reaches out to us for who we are. You know, in this season that we're in, If you pay attention to Pastor Danny and I, there are just times where we look at the worship, we look at people, and there's just times where we just we just give high fives. Have you ever seen us do that? It's just like moments of high fives, just moments of like here we are, moments of just like, wow, look at this. Because we're amazed of what God is literally doing in our lives, what God is doing in our church, what God is going to do. This is just a beginning. It's just the beginning of what God wants to do. It's the beginning. Sometimes us as Christians, we walk around with our head down. And trust me, I, I get it. I think in these last I think in these last week and a half I never cried so much. Crying out to God. Crying out to God. Why do we have to experience what we are experiencing? But one thing that God has assured me of this is that we're not fighting this battle alone. We're not fighting this battle alone. The 
because in all honesty, I feel every prayer. We feel every prayer. My family, Pastor Danny's family, we feel every, every prayer, every single prayer, every single support. When I begin to see folks uh, just supporting, I want you to understand uh, this is uh, what God wants you to understand, uh, that no matter what valley that you're in, no matter what circumstance that you're in, uh, you're not fighting a battle alone. Uh, God is with you. Uh, you have a church uh, that is with you, uh, a church that's partnering with you, uh, a church to say, uh, I'm right beside you. Uh, I'm right here when you're weak. Uh, I'm right here when you're happy. Uh, I'm right here when you're lonely. Uh, I'm right here when you're angry. And it's okay to be angry, uh, but it's just all how you deal with your anger. You see, I was angry. Uh, I was upset, uh, but I took it out on the devil uh, and I said, God, uh, you begin to use everything, God, uh, that was meant for evil. Uh, God, but you begin to use it uh, for your honor and for your glory and I'm here today to tell you uh, that the God that we serve uh, is a miracle working God uh, and I'm here today to tell you uh, that God uh, is still uh, on the throne he's right there on the throne uh, looking at this beautiful church and saying this is what I want uh, this is who I want uh, this is what I want a church to do to worship uh, praise me uh, seek me uh, use your gifts uh, in every possible way Habakkuk Habakkuk cried out to God and it's okay for you to cry out to God it's okay for you to reach out to God and say, God, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I am I, going through. There are some of you here today. If I could have the worship team come on up. It's amazing what took place in the rest of the verses. Dad died because it overheated. But it's all right. The word of God is in my heart. And what I love about the rest of the scriptures how God used the enemy is that with the, the book of Habakkuk chapter 1 and the last verses he uses his enemies those that came against him oh God this is so good <laughs> what I've learned when I was growing up with a chronic illness, I questioned God. Never done drugs, never done alcohol, never slept around. Why would I get a chronic illness? 
Why? You know what God told me? He said, it's so that you can have faith through all of your years growing up. Trust me. When I got married and my, my daughter grew up with a chronic illness, I said, God, why her? You know what God told me? The same thing. So that you could trust me, have faith in those valleys, so that you can look upon me. You know what God is telling you right now? Why are people coming against us? Why are people calling us certain things? Why? Because God is saying that whatever's coming against you, I will use it for the honor and the glory of God. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, you cry out to God. You see, when things are going good, you don't worship God. When things are going great in your life, you're living, oh, oh, all right, this is good. Right? But God is saying, when there are things happening in your life, when I'm shaking things up, I want you to come draw near to me.